Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stu Bergier uh, of the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, you get on to me for leaving that out. So just trying to just help. Let everyone know you can find Stu Bergier on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. We also have Graham Allen, host of uh, Rant Nation and the Dear America podcast. And you guys just had, you have a, a new podcast out. Mm-hmm. You just released it with Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Majestic Freedom Pirate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're gonna make it wow, story. that's actually really accurate. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So uh, go it's wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> go wherever you get your podcast and make sure that you check that out as well. And uh, Jason Buttrell. Of the Jason Buttrells of No Real Show. <laughs> <laughs> Head researcher of the Glenn Beck program. I am all about the titles here today. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Uh, Stu, what's your top story? Uh, Donald Trump has a new accuser, uh, and we're going to look at uh, that whole story, which is very interesting, (laughs) to say the least. All right, Graham. We're getting rid of student loan debt. Yay! (laughs) Jason. Um, Manufactured crisis, nothing to worry about with the border, and especially no terrorists coming across the border uh, until I'm about to show you something ridiculously frightening. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. It all sounds very racist to me. Uh, First, we want to thank our sponsor before we get into the program. American Financing is our sponsor today. So if you are in the market for a refinance, you just need a home loan, whatever the case may be, uh, you got to go to American Financing. They do business the right way. Um, So they are salary-based. They're not commission-based, which means they're not trying to get you the deal that's going to get them a kickback from the institution. They are actually in it to get you the best deal. They want to protect you, want to make sure that you don't do anything crazy, like Stu over here. He, he wanted to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. And they were very honest, and they said, you're crazy. Yes, they did. Like, uh, I appreciated I the honesty. They said. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> uh, which was great. Uh, you know, look, uh, I understood what they were saying, uh, and they were right. Uh, but that being said, uh, they were, you know, they only do apparently sensible loans. Huh. Um, but uh, they were able to walk me through kind of the whole thing and, and, and help me, you know, figure it out. And, and they were great to deal with, uh, you know, top notch for sure. Yeah. So um, if you are in the market looking for that, American Financing is going to be your best bet. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440. Still mm. a new Trump accuser. That's true. Uh, it is uh, number 943,627. <laughs> uh, uh, They've all been very credible. All of them oh, have yes. been credible. Yes. This well, is the real deal, though. Yeah, yeah this, this, one, this, one, this one by far. Gonna sink it is, is really up there. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, look, I, it, this is difficult stuff, right? I mean, obviously, I think we would all agree that if Donald Trump raped this woman, he should be not only not president, but in prison. Yes. yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I would, uh, that was exactly what we would all want. Yes. However, uh, when someone comes up with a 30-year or 25-year-old allegation, uh, you have to, A, start with this premise that we kind of had at one point in this country called innocent until proven guilty. I know it's a legal standard, but I think it's actually a cultural one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, when someone is accused of one of the, let's say, two worst crimes you can think of, uh, maybe uh, we should kind of look at this and say, take it seriously, right? Of course, you know, if you make an accusation, you get to taken seriously. Uh, however, the person's innocence is also protected in this, in this uh, circumstance. So, you know, this, this accusation comes out. And it's, it's a very strange story. The idea being that this woman uh, runs into Donald Trump at Bergdorf Goodman. Now, Bergdorf Goodman, if you've never heard of this, I've only heard of it because Glenn's told me about it because he ha- his son-in-law used to work mm-hmm. at Bergdorf Goodman. Mm-hmm. But it's like the fanciest store in the universe. Like it's in the middle of Manhattan, man, uh, in, in midtown Manhattan. Uh, it is uh, like, 
you know, it's a thousand levels above like Nordstrom, right? Like it's, this is like the place where people like Donald Trump go to shop. I tried to buy a t-shirt there because mm-hmm. it was from Bergdorf mm-hmm. and then saw the price. Like, come on, it's be 20 bucks. It was $500, $500. for <laughs> a is, white okay. t-shirt. Okay. So, they wouldn't yeah. let me in. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I was like, no, you have no business coming in here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Turn around, t-shirt. <laughs> setting the scene here, uh, it, the idea is that in the middle of the store, Bergdorf Goodman, where it's so expensive when T-shirts are $500, they don't let you just walk around. Like, they're constantly on top of you because anyone who goes in there wants, you know, the most ridiculous service. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they're afraid that anyone might, you know, I don't think they're going to think Donald Trump was going to steal something. But, I mean, who knows? This is before he was president. They probably had pretty extensive loss prevention. Re- yes, exactly. Well, the, and, and, and the com- service. The, the customer service right. is in, in right. intense. Because the commission yes. is ridiculous. Exactly. That's really, like, they are fighting each other. or Like, they're fighting each other to, to chain Get themselves to the customer's yeah. leg. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she uh, says that uh, they're talking. I guess they had met before. They're talking. They're joking. Uh, and he decides to have her try on some lingerie um, and brings her to this uh, dressing room. And in this dressing room, uh, she uh, is assaulted uh, and he rapes her. Now, she's been very strange to decide to, to uh, the way she's described this. Let me give you this. This is from her book. And, and note the name of the book here. What do we need men for? Huh. That is the name of the book. Her, her confession of this supposed incident, alleged incident, uh, was, uh, is an excerpt from this book. Listen to this excerpt. She's saying, this is her uh, describing it. I am astonished by what I'm about to write. I keep laughing. First of all, you're describing your own rape. It's a very strange time to laugh, but uh, okay. Uh, She says, uh, the next moments, I'm still uh, wearing uh, correct business attire, shirt, tie, suit, jacket, overcoat. He opens the overcoat, uh, unzips his pants, thrusts his uh, manhood halfway or completely, I'm not certain, inside me. The reason why I highlight this is because she's basically making a joke yes. about his manhood, yes. right? Like, I couldn't yes. tell if it was halfway or all the way. Yes. You're confessing a rape. You're talking about you were sexually assaulted and raped. The last thing you're doing is making a joke about mm-hmm. his wee-wee, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what you do in that circumstance. Uh, and it, the, the more bizarre uh, actions that have, have continued since then, here's an interview, I think this is the one with Anderson Cooper, mm. where she's trying to make the argument of why she thinks it wasn't rape when, she, again, you heard how she just described the incident. If it happened, it clearly was. Watch. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. <laughs> what? Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> oh my God. That is one of the strangest clips in television history. Uh, it is really creepy. To get Anderson Cooper that flustered. Yeah. I mean, that is saying something. Anderson really makes me laugh at that moment for some reason. It is, uh, let's go it's almost like he's like, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, very strange. And then another thing, again, you have someone who is uh, supposedly the president of the United States, which obviously the fact that you're bringing this up uh, shows, you know, you take it very seriously, mm-hmm. obviously, in theory. And you also uh, want Donald Trump to be in trouble for it, right? Like, you wouldn't just, you could tell the story without using his name unless, except you wanted him to have consequences. You want Donald Trump to be hurt by this incident, obviously. So here's her opportunity, her big opportunity, when the mayor of the city this occurred 
okay, happens to be running for president against Donald Trump. Like, what an amazing coincidence. What a, this is absolutely a great way to get an investigation started, right? Yeah. All she has to do is say yes, right? Let's watch. The mayor of New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio, who, of course, is running against President Trump, has said that if you were to bring a case forward, if you, he will pursue it. He will have the New York City Police Department pursue it. So do you want to pursue this? It is the, uh, the greatest police department in the world. The detectives are great in New York. The thing is, it's, it's um, past the time. It's um, experts. I've been t- talking to experts, experts, and they say that uh, we passed the statute the legal- of limitations. Yes, thank yes you. there was a statute of limitations in place at the time that this happened in late 1995 or 96. That has since changed. And Mayor de Blasio, when he heard your story, said that he would pursue on your behalf an investigation. And so you have the dress that you were wearing. You don't, I'm sure, still have the tights. But would you consider doing that? I consider it, but the experts are telling me that... So you've consulted lawyers. Yeah. Well, they've well. <laughs> written to me. I've, I've never consulted a lawyer in my life. It's not something I would do. Uh, they have, you know, emailed me to tell me that, you know, it, this, as you say, the statute of limitations has passed because uh, I don't know the legal... I. I I don't want to say what, it, you know, because yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, this is a rough one. It, it definitely, I mean, I don't know if someone slowed that down like they did the Nancy Pelosi video, but I don't think so. It no. She sounds drunk. She sound well, like under the influence of something. Yeah. Maybe Nancy if Pelosi sound similar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they put Pelosi's voice over. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, look, it's a tough situation. And, you know, we, are, we weren't there. We don't know what happened. I mean, I think her story is very questionable, to say the very least. But re- removing it from her accusation and her, you know, it's a big political figure. You have to try- treat these things with skepticism. And he's innocent until proven guilty. At this point, even the accusation seems uh, completely mm. non-credible to me. But let's go to the media. The media is putting her on every television show. Mm-hmm. She's coming out and she's saying these things about him over and over and over again. And they don't there's not even that like hey remember the michael avenatti thing maybe we should hold off on this a little bit there's not even that moment where they're getting where they're questioning where they're thinking perhaps putting an unproven and uh, highly questionable rape accusation against the president of the united states on the air uh is is maybe the wrong move you go back to juanita broderick who did actually have her um interviewed aired although late um and you go back, she has tons of evidence. I mean, she told a, a lot of people at the time. Those people were interviewed by police at the time. She described the exact thing that was outside the window, which actually was outside the window of his room. She has all sorts of detail that made that story credible, and they pretty much blew it off at the mm-hmm. time. Here is a situation where, I mean, she's joking her way through her rape story. It is a bizarre uh, thing, and it shows once again the media has learned nothing. I'm sorry, if, if that would have been if that interview would have been with Brian Stelter, he would have been asking her to run for president. Yeah. Similar, just how he did with Avenatti. Because that's hilarious. Like, when will the media actually like you got a shot? I like you. I, I like your like style. You. Um, yeah, I don't. They're just, CNN especially. You would think that they'd be learning their lesson. Their ratings. Glenn was just talking about this on the air the other day that they're down like what forty something percent. It's been rough. It's been rough. Yeah, absolutely. And so they're insane. doubling down. Right. Is their answer to that. The things that you are. This is the reason why no one watches you anymore because of this chunk because of a lack of any kind of journalistic integrity or anything. And yeah. you still will not 
change. I think that it shows that this whole, you know, believe women thing and stuff like that, the media doesn't believe that. The media doesn't care if she was really raped or not. No. Not not really. That's why they're throwing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Blasey Ford and all these people. That's why they're just, just going all in on literally anyone can say, oh, I was raped mm-hmm. by so-and-so or whoever it was. And they push it because... Best case scenario, they were raped. They get Donald Trump right where they want him. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they're making it up or they're intoxicated, or uh, and then they'll throw them, you know, underneath the bus, and now we'll try again next week. Exactly. You know, exactly. Where did where did Christine Blasey Ford go? Where is she? Right. I, they used her for what they oh. wanted to use her for, and then discarded her, as and never to be heard from again. Everyone knew at the time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like you know, they acted as if they cared so much. They don't care at all. They mm-hmm. don't care about this at all. They just are there to take out their political opponents, and it shows every time there's a, a Democrat who gets accused of these things. They never believe the women. Mm-hmm. They never do. Right. I mean, like you know, like look, I, you know, th- this happened with uh, Keith, Ellison, Keith Ellison, right? Yes. I mean, like very recently, where they just completely blew this off, and he, mm-hmm. he, they had way more evidence in that case than this one it was recent they had actual people witnesses who were telling their stories uh you know there was posts about it at the time that it went on and blah 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 they claimed they had you know texts and all sorts of things this is just like i I mean i i don't know what you're supposed to do as a person uh and i'm this person i want to i i don't want to blow off every single media source I don't want to sit here and just say, oh, oh, they're just against me and I'm never going to listen to another word they say. Sometimes there's really good reporting in some of these places. And some of these people, you know, know, some of the people on the network, some of the people at these papers are good and they do good good work. But it's hard to defend Mm -hmm. when you're just when when this is the standard. A person makes an accusation with a million problems in it immediately and she gets primetime television all over the place with barely any questioning whatsoever. With just a story. Nothing to back that up. Just a story. And, I mean, Mm. you can question that first, right? That, okay, we probably shouldn't parade this woman on television with just a story and nothing to back it up. But then... After that Anderson Cooper interview, I mean, that should have been the last one. Right, that should be the last one. That should have. They they saw the way that she acted and they should have said, okay, we're not comfortable putting this woman on television And I will say, the New York Times did apologize after this. But for what? Because they didn't put the story out earlier. They said we didn't take her accusation seriously, and we should have taken her accusation seriously, and we apologize for not bringing Did they have evidence that we didn't see? Did well, they say uh, something like that? I mean, <laughs> all they have is they, you know, that she supposedly told two people at the time. But, I mean, how, how, when it's the president of the United States, how do we have any idea whether she actually told these people at the time? I mean, it's a, it's a highly questionable thing. And that, that, even if she told people at the time, that doesn't mean it actually it occurred. Him, or that it was him. Or it was him or anything. Yeah. I, you know, again, this is why, and we made this plea a million times throughout the Me Too uh, situation. The only way to handle these things is to go to the police immediately. Mm-hmm. Let the police and the authorities get there so they can get the evidence, that they can prosecute this person at the time, that these statute of limitations don't run out. If anything, if we could get anything positive out of the Me Too era outside of just like having, because these standards are better, right? Like I, I think we all can understand that like, you know, people should not be doing the Harvey Weinstein things of the world. Um, but like, you, you can't, you can't let you can't go through and, and come up with justice out of a situation where 30 years later, someone says an accusation. The guy doesn't even remember who she is. Mm-hmm. It's 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 impossible to do. And it needs to stop. That's a that, that's Password. that's another thing that the media harped on. Trump came out almost immediately and said, I've never met this woman before in my <laughs> life. And they post a picture, a picture right. of him not even speaking to her. He was speaking to someone else. She was in the picture. We've all met people that see what we do and know who we are. How 
Yeah. How many yeah. people does Donald Trump has he met throughout his life? Oh my gosh. That he's like, um, sh- sure, I guess. Yeah, I met you. Does it prove anything? You could, but the media harps on that kind of stuff. Oh, he's lying. No, he's not. He just doesn't remember. Right. Right. Uh, all right. Hashtag cancel student loan debt. When we come back. I mean, we're like, you know, we've taken enough pictures with people. They could do yes. that to any of us. Yes. Any we're not of even us. close to Donald yes. Trump level. Yes. Yeah, it's like, it's a movie. Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. Uh, so you may think that your home is safe from intruders if you have a security system. Um, but what you don't know is that they can actually steal your house uh, on the Internet. I know, Stu, you guys had a, a former FBI, FBI agent, agent yeah. come in and basically just steal your home's title. It was a little uh, rattling. Uh, like, legitimately, <laughs> like, I got a saw a document. I'm even like, what is this? And it's like my home being signed over to this other person. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what gosh. is this? And then, and then, like, five minutes later, I got an email. By the way, you're doing a, a call with Home Title Lock. They wanted to show you these documents. I'm like, can you send that one first? <laughs> 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 I'm panicking. But, yeah, if... if you know, just basically forging a, a mm. bill of sale, the transfer of a title to someone else, and then they can borrow against your equity. So, you know, you, you go through kind of the American dream thing. You pay your mortgage every month. You have your home. You make all your memories. Uh, and that equity is at risk and can be taken away. And then you get stuck with all the payments to pay back the home equity loans. It's a screwed up process. Uh, luckily, Home Title Lock, I know, is protecting my home right now. Uh, and it's one of those things where you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you take that, uh, that is a peace of mind. It takes yeah. it off the table for you. There is um, no identity theft program. Um, no, you know, nothing protects you except Home Title Lock. So you can go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Get 30 days for free with sign up. That is one month for free. And really, if you look at how much it's going to cost you if you have this happen to you, it's like pennies a day. It's worth the investment. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Dot com. All right, Graham, uh, canceling student loan debt. Yay. Yeah. Everything's free now. Yes, mm. yes, awesome. yes. So Bernie Sanders has come out uh, saying that the $1.6 trillion currently held in student loan debt, just pff, we're just going to get rid of it. Well, it's just the $1.6 trillion. Though. Yeah, just $1.6 okay. trillion, You know, we're, we're just going to get rid of it. But my favorite politician right now, the same day uh, AOC comes out. There she is. Look at him. There's standing our girl. There. That, there's your, I'm telling you, that's a very scary image. Everybody should pay attention. Anyway, um, <laughs> the point is she comes out and she gives this video uh, basically telling her story of how she, she goes on this thing. She goes, I'm going to relate to all of you right now. <laughs> I have student loans. Uh, and to put it in perspective, which she tries to make it seem how ridiculous it is to pay off student loans, but what she actually actually does is prove she has no business in Congress. <laughs> she says uh, a person that's a bartender that has no experience can become the youngest person ever elected to Congress is easier than paying off student loans. You're actually proving the point that you really shouldn't be there. And that maybe the Congress job is not so great. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Easy to get in. It, exactly. <laughs> I'm and, so proud. So this just goes to yet a further example of this new societal norm that we're starting where ah, I know that you took out those loans, mm-hmm. knowing that you were borrowing money that you did not have, mm-hmm. knowing what the uh, percentages of you know interest and all this stuff was. And you didn't have to take out the entirety of the loan. See, that's what they leave out. I'm sure that 
98% of that $1.6 trillion are surgeons or lawyers. No, it's people that go for their liberal arts degree that take out the max amount of money they can take out because they want to drink and party and have a good time. So they live off student loans and Mm -hmm. just think, I'll get to it eventually. The whole thing doesn't make sense. You can, I have student loans. I'm I'm sure that you Mm -hmm. guys have as well. You can call FAFSA and all this stuff and say, hey, I only make $28,000 a year because it turns out I'm not that good of a home decorator and I can't find a job. They're like, okay, mister, you don't make any money. You have zero dollars due because your your income to debt ratio is garbage and mm-hmm. you can't pay the loans back. I mean, I, I, this is what yeah, the truth they'll, they'll is. They'll delay the payments, right? Yeah, they'll yeah. delay the payments. They'll put you at zero dollars you have to pay until you can make more money. What's happening is we're creating a society where we go, you know what? We know that you made this decision, but instead of teaching you responsibility mm-hmm. or perhaps buying you a Dave Ramsey book mm-hmm. or, uh, <laughs> you know, what we're saying, ah, don't worry about it. There's no consequences for that type of stuff. What we should be doing is having the conversation of instead of just wiping the debt away, why don't we pay people that deserve it more money, mm-hmm. like teachers that are actually good teachers, and then we fire the sucky ones. Uh, <laughs> let's pay our police more money. Let's pay our firefighters more money. Uh, you're right. Let's have conversations of why four-year degree, uh, bachelor degree nurses in California have to work for free for an entire year before they have enough experience to actually get a paying job. Let's have those conversations. And then you know what those people can do with that extra money? They can pay their student loans back. Mm-hmm. What I think is so hilarious is paying a school loan is not hard. No. It's like paying a car payment. Yeah. For real. Like I just, it took oh. me forever yeah. because I did the same thing you were just talking about. I, my, my mom was on faculty, so I didn't have to pay uh, all the, the 100% of tuition. So, but I got the, all, the full range of college loans yeah. because I wanted to get an apartment. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like, hang out on the weekend. It was insane. So I just finished paying them off like four years ago. Yeah. Something like that sucked. But it was not hard to pay off. It well, was just like a regular bill. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not technically hard. I mean, it's just sending money, but it is hard to get the money, right, to send. I well, mean, it's probably a, it, if you're it, doing, it, if I, you're majoring in interpretive but, dance. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but you're teaching people that the decisions that they chose to make yeah. as an adult don't matter. Right, right. You know, and it's you, not your fault. There's consequences for borrowing money that you do not have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. quoted the Bible to me the other day because I, of course, tweeted about it. I, I said a story about my grandfather. I was raised by my grandparents, so my grandfather. I love story. It's true. I, I, was, I, I was young. I was 10 years old. I said, hey, Paul, can I borrow $2? He goes, sure, I'll give it to you, but you got to pay me back and you owe me $250. Some people will go, wow, your grandfather was a tyrant. Well, you know, some people may view that as cruel, but I learned very young that, mm-hmm. hey, when you borrow money that you don't have, there's, you know, th- there's repercussions for it. And somebody said, well, the Bible says to give generously and don't charge interest. So he wasn't a Christian. Well, one, oh the Bible says gosh. your brother, first of all, kind of thing. But two, it also says that the wicked borrows money and doesn't pay it back. Mm. You know, and so I, I think that it, it, we are not teaching what we should be teaching to our younger uh, future generations is, you know, yeah, school is actually, Mike Rowe says it best. There's probably 90% of the things you go to school for is worthless yep. these days. Yep. Why don't you go learn a skill? Plumbing, electrician, uh, anything to do with computers and networking and router mm-hmm. configuration. Gender that, studies? Gender studies. <laughs> Good Lord. You can be there all month. Yeah. Stu, last word. Yeah. First of all, the, you know, more than half the loans are less than $10,000 for people. That's the majority. You know, we, we're, He's going to wind up paying off you know, doctors and lawyers and t- people who have $200,000 graduate degrees are going to wind up paying off. He's paying the rich. Like, we're taking tax money and paying it off to the rich. Mm-hmm. And Sanders 
kept saying this over and over again, which was, you know, we kept telling everyone you need these degrees. Uh, we kept telling everyone uh, that, you know, you were going to get your money back. And now look, it looks like terrible advice. Well, I wasn't telling people that. Who was telling them that? It wasn't me. You know what? I mean, we, the, 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 the college situation is a disaster fundamentally. And the fact that now you're just going to bail out all, all these uh, people who took the loans. But really, in reality, what you're doing is, is bailing out all the colleges mm-hmm. who charged all this money. Uh, and the, you're going to make sure that they get their little racket c- continuing to run. It's, you know, it is. It's a, sh- it's a shame and, and a disastrous policy that will cost way more than $1.6 trillion, by the way. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. Like, probably double that easy. These are, like, this, uh, who's this pay for it? Well, this generation, yes. We are going to. All right. got about 40 seconds here. Uh, Graham, tell everyone where they can find your podcast. I assume everywhere you can find podcasts. Yes. Just Dear America, it should pop up. Hopefully. Dear, yeah, because you are being shadow banned on Instagram. Uh, right now, I guess, yes. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're working that. We're trying to uh, get in touch with our IG reps and things and figure out what's going on there. But but anyway, the podcast, that's why the podcast and what we do here at Blaze TV is so important because we don't fall victim to that. Yes, so go find Dear America podcast. Uh, like we said earlier, he's got one out with Dan Crenshaw that just dropped. You don't want to miss it. And we will see you guys in overtime at blazetv.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Jason, uh, tell us about the non-crisis that's happening at the border. Who man. So we went, I went over this a little bit, I think. Was it last show or yesterday? A little bit. Um, Glenn had a great show uh, yesterday on just the, the, the sheer amount, the volume of people who are coming through. But I've heard a lot of people like Beto O'Rourke have said, you know, no, there's no, there's no terrorists. <laughs> Robert, Robert Francis, sorry. Mm-hmm. Bob Frank. That, um, no, the there's, Irishman. there's the Irishman. <laughs> the Irishman. Uh, the saying uh, that, he's Spirish. Spirish. <laughs> Spanish and Irish. Um, but he was saying very specifically that, uh, you know, that this is, uh, you know, just a completely made up right wing talking point that terrorists have come across the border. And it was interesting. It was another show we, we did uh, with Glenn uh, not too long ago where we actually showed Texas Department of, uh, uh, was it DPS, uh, Department of Public Service, Safety, whatever. They actually put out a, a memo to congressmen saying, look, we are concerned about some of the terrorists that are getting up to the Texas border and have actually been found in Texas, but that was nowhere to be found. It was actually leaked in, I think, uh, an Austin paper or something like that. Um, the Al-Shabaab, uh, Al- you know, uh, affiliated with Al-Qaeda um, terrorist that was caught up in Canada. He came through Mexico, went through uh, California, went to Canada, and then plowed his truck through a bunch of innocent people. Mm-hmm. Multiple Al-Shabaab people have been, uh, have been apprehended trying to make their way through uh, uh, Mexico and get to the United States. This is an actual big deal. I just recently ran across this, uh, this report from a think tank. They're a think tank that was sent over to Syria and link up with the SDF forces, the Kurds. And uh, they were sent there to link up with them because they have about 600 and something ISIS militants that, that they've gotten. And they're uh, basically allowing all the intelligence organizations of the world, you know, MI6, CIA, everyone to come over there and get whatever information they can from them regarding the countries they originated from. Mm-hmm. They also offered this think tank to go over there. So this think tank went and it's like some, something about uh, they're trying to, I don't know, 
figure out uh, what drives people to become extremists or something like that. But in one of these interviews, they find out that ISIS was actively planning to send terrorists very for very specific reasons to get through uh, Mexico and actually get into the United States for very specific reasons. They're, all, they're literally being take they were taken out of ISIS training camps and saying, "Hey, we got this job. Can, you know, do you want to? Do you are you up to, for doing this?" If they were refu- if they refused to do this, they were tortured and beaten. He said that people were actually, you know, uh, did accept and were, were part of this program. But I, I have a portion of this interview. Check out, it kind of it describes like their, their entire system and the route that they would take to get here. Check it out. They have the, the, um, the, the contacts or whatever they, the, contacts or the, whatever they can get, get a false ID. People they could get to get a false ID, false passports. They have their system of doing it. So that's maybe that's the way I believe that we could have, I could have gone out, gone out there with other so individuals. That's the way I could have gone out with other individuals. Alone. It wasn't me alone. They were sending you to Puerto Rico, and from Puerto Rico, this was masterminded by a guy in America. Where he is, I do not know. So he goes on. This this is a very long interview. It's a, it was it was it was somewhere around an hour long. But you can go and watch this. Um, I'll post it up on my Twitter. But he talks about how they were sent very specifically to do financial attacks. So attacks against Wall Street, attacks against like the you know uh, big banks, uh, World Bank, IMF, anything like that to disrupt uh, the U.S. financial system. Um, he goes on and talks about how uh, they were uh, targeting heavily people from Trinidad and, and Tobago. So he said people that could fit in uh, in Mexico, not draw too much of attention, like not you know obviously not looking Arab or, or looking Caucasian from places like Russia or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were picking uh, darker skin complexion people from like Trinidad to go through there they could speak Spanish then when they got here they could speak English and they could uh, fit right in with some contact that he said was in New Jersey that would give them IDs passports anything they wanted to do and from then they would carry out wait for their orders basically to attack he also said in that interview this is they've been doing this this he decided not to go and then he got caught later on and some people and other people in his cell were killed but he said this was a program this is an active program they're doing this they've done it I'm sure, and they're still around, so I'm sure there's still, there's obviously some kind of network that they're utilizing, taking advantage of, to get terrorists into the United States. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of the poorest Mexican border, uh, southern border. I mean, this is absolutely insane. I don't know what else, and you got to think that Democrats know this. Mm -hmm. It's like they know that over 100,000 people a month are coming across. They know this is a problem. They know that's the reason why the camps are in bad uh, conditions down there. As Glenn said, that's the city of Pasadena coming across every month. What are you going to do with those people? Your resources are going to get screwed, so you're not going to have the medical capability or the beds or anything. What are you going to do with them? Of course the conditions are bad. Now we have, we know that terrorists, they know that that there are terrorists infiltrating the country. It's borderline treasonous it's absolutely borderline treasonous they will not do anything about this Graham you want to weigh in I was just I mean I agree with you I'd heard that story about that guy uh, talking about ISIS infiltrating the weakness of the border into America and, you know it can be argued Dan Crenshaw mm-hmm. actually said this he said that it's obviously honestly a slap in the face to the men and women that went abroad to fight ISIS mm-hmm. And now we can't even secure our own border to keep them out of the country 144,000 people crossed uh, the the previous month, that was a 32% increase from April, which was the highest number in 13 years. 
So I don't know. It can be argued that people are finding out that Donald Trump may be wanting to put a stop to this and making some headway with getting the wall built. So that may be why you're seeing such an influx of people trying to get across the border because they know we're not doing anything now. I think I just saw something today that 15,000 Mexican troops are yep. being uh, sent to the border mm-hmm. to help fight this. Uh, you know, this, it's definitely a crisis. You know, if this were anything else other than something Donald Trump wanted to get done, I think we'd be having a much different kind of conversation. It's absolutely, it's ab- sorry, it's absolutely insane that they've made this into a racist issue here. Yeah. No other, and I brought this point up before, but nobody calls the Mex- the Mex- Mexicans, uh, their government racist. Mm-hmm. No one does, but they deport twice as many people as we do. South Americans, mm-hmm. they do the same exact thing. They've got camps when you know, they don't know what to do with them and load them up. When that fails and they put them on buses and send them here, they, they don't know what to do with them. They don't want them. They're either deporting them or they don't know what to do with them. But nobody ever calls Mexicans, uh, the Mexican government racist for trying to deal with this problem. But for some reason, we're the racists for dealing with the same exact problem Mexico is dealing well, with. Well, and it's so bizarre, um, Stu, that we... <laughs> That, that, that people like AOC um, are saying, you know, I can't believe that these are concentration camps, that we're, we're, we are tormenting these people. Why are they coming? I mean, just like Graham said, they're coming in record numbers. I mean, yeah. it, it's not like we're taking, we're walking over across the Mexican border and dragging these people over to these camps on our side so that we can keep them in unsanitary conditions. I mean, they're coming for a reason. I think it was uh, our friend Chad Prather who said, uh, it's not a concentration camp if you can turn around and walk the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not the way those things worked. Uh, it's, it is a, uh, it's embarrassing, right? I mean, like, it's, it's obviously, there have been problems here. And, and of course, this point's, once again, to uh, a very common uh, thing that conservatives say, which is the government really can't do anything well, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, yeah, you know, like Obama screwed this up. You know, like these camp, these these areas, these uh, you want to call them camps, you can call them camps. They're not concentration camps. Concentration camps are something completely different, and we all know that. But th- it's not. It is. These are not good facilities. You right. wouldn't want your family to be in there. And in fact, you know. What we should be doing is encouraging people not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like to make sure you don't enter them. Um, this is not something that we're set up to deal with. And we could be set up to deal with this problem. It is possible if Democrats would actually approve the money that has been requested dozens of times by Republicans. $4.5 billion. And they won't do a thing with it. No. Yet, they're gonna, yet they're going to go on television and exclaim that the Border Patrol agents um, are so terrible to these children. Nazis. These, you're right. Much, these yeah. poor children yeah. are being tortured and they're being watched after by seven and nine-year-olds and we're supposed to find the Border Patrol agents responsible. What about the parents who sent them there? Yeah. yeah. Well, but, Hillary Clinton Hillary, Hillary Clinton is is um, uh, mirroring AOC's comments by posting photos that have now been proved to have been taken in 2015 yeah. while Obama was still in office. Uh, and so that, that they're lying. Yeah, they, they are lying. And oh, are you talking about that one that showed? It was recently. I just that, saw that, they're like in the, the the microwave looking blankets yeah, yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah, the that, person that posted that actually cropped off the timestamp at the yeah, top. Yeah, exactly. On purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about this, this, this case, that went, you know, this big viral video that went on um, where a, tr- a Trump lawyer was arguing you know, about soap and how, whether these immigrants yes. should have soap. It was a big viral video this past weekend on the left. And, of course, you know, did they bother looking into it? No, it was a, it was a continuation of a case from 2015 uh, under the Obama administration, uh, whether they violated the Flores uh, Act. Uh, and, you know, so the government... 
the Trump government was continuing the same argument as the Obama government, saying it was not a violation of Flores. But like these, and when did Flores begin? Just so we're that was clear. Clinton, Clinton. Yeah. Janet Reno, and Clinton, yeah. Yeah. Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, it goes way back. So <laughs> it, it, it is like. At some level, you have to just kind of brush this stuff off because they're not even trying. These are not, they're not trying to make coherent arguments at this point. They're just trying to win political points. Did you see AOC's, our favorite, you know, politicians, uh, recent pictures at the camp? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got a Gucci watch on looking at all these things before she was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should have paid your student loan with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But totally (laughs) off the cuff photo. You know, like her going like this and looking off into the. And I couldn't tell what. What was she even protesting there? Because there was a fence. So look at the border wall or something. It was out by a random fence. You know how you you saw this problem? You uh, mute AOC on your Twitter feed. Oh, that's and you too never, amusing. You oh, yeah. it's too amusing. Did you see, did you see Omar's fun? comments where they said, you know, because she was uh, standing up for AOC's concentration camp, and she goes, I don't understand what we're talking about. There are camps, and people are being concentrated there. <laughs> And she no, literally like looked at the no, guy. I, sw- I, sw- I swear, that was parody. That was real. Look it up. And she like looks at the camera like, "What? What are we talking about?" Kind of thing. Like, and, and, and people are no. just sitting there. Go, do you, do you really not know? Oh my like, gosh. What? What? It even says in like the definition of concentration camp, it is most commonly referred yes. to, associated, yeah. and identified with. Nazi yes. concentration yes. camps. Yes. And then uh, who was the Cuomo who said uh, concentration oh. camps it, uh, was main focus was extermination of people? And he goes, exterminated? That's Are you calling people pests yeah. at yeah. this point? Yeah. I'm like, that's in the that's definition, what they said. dude. That's what they I feel said. like I'm taking crazy pills yeah, listening to you. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I, I mean, to that point, um, you know, people again, going down the, the rabbit hole of Twitter um, about talking about concentration camps and Trump is racist and all these things that, that we're discussing. And, you know, I, I say something about it and they're like, well, you're sticking up for him now, but, you know, he's going to do the same thing to you. Just wait. I'm oh, like, it's true. Gonzales. I'm an American citizen. We are solace. My last name is Solace. I have papers, okay? I mean, born in Mississippi. I'm good. But really, I'm like, what do you think he's going to do? And they're like, well, it wasn't, uh, you know, legal for Hitler to do what he did to the Jews either, and he did that too. Well, actually, he made it legal. Right. That was the problem. Exactly. It was yeah. the government, by the way, who did that. Did anyone notice that? Well, so, government. Well, but yeah. they're. Oh. Their argument is that Trump's government mm-hmm. is going to now make that legal and they're going to round me up, too. Uh, yeah. Well, you never know, Sarah. Of course, that's right around the corner, I'm sure. But that was the same thing. You saw people <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. terrified <laughs> on, on election night saying, you know, yes. people who were gay, yes. uh, people who were Hispanic, oh terrified that they were that. They, like Mike Pence is going to show up at his, their house and just like rip the, them and their husband apart. I mean, <laughs> and that's a perfect example happen. of how they always put together legal immigration and illegal immigration. Yes. And they're completely well, how about incapable. just being an American citizen? Yeah, like, I, didn't even, I didn't like I, I don't have a green card like I have an actual birth certificate. <laughs> yes. so. All right. Let's see it. Let's, let's see. Yeah, the, yeah, I, I want to see the Gonzalez <laughs> birth certificate. I actually no. I actually. So I obviously have a, a different married name. I may name. have misplaced it. I'm going to have to find I, yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I have a different married name and someone actually they did some some Google investigation Uh-oh. and thought that they had me and they said that I was culturally appropriating and using my husband's <laughs> last name Gonzalez. Are you serious? Yes. Oh I'm like you are the worst. Google investigator ever, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, my husband's last name is Smith, 
and he's super white. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not using his last name. Alabama fan. Of all all yeah. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Well I have to excuse myself for this racist <laughs> table that we're at. Uh, all right. Let's see. The poll from yesterday should Trump, speaking of, should Trump start deporting illegal immigrants or try to get an immigration deal through Congress? Whew, 85% of you said deportation, get out. And 15% said wait for a deal. I, which I assume is what they mean by this question, try to get an Im- immigration deal. Yeah, I mean, Wait for the deal or just go ahead and deport them now. That's uh, pretty stringent. 85% mm-hmm. say get out of here. I mean, I, if you have faith in a deal through Congress at this point, you're yeah. nuts, right? I mean, that's, yeah. even if, and if they did do it, it would probably be a terrible deal. So it's an understandable. And it wasn't well, intended, but I like the result so far that, you know, how, how more information has come out that Pelosi personally asked him to do yes. this so she could make a deal. And then, of course, you got the Ilhan Omars and the AOCs. They're further eating the the party, you know, by going against what she wants to do. I I mean, I love that. Yeah, and I mean, Graham, there's something to be said for, you know, if Trump's out there deporting people, getting tough on it, probably is going to be a pretty good indicator to the people who want to come here that it's not worth coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, All right. Today's poll. If you had to vote for a 2020 Democrat, who would it be? This is that's terrible. I don't want to tell people. I think that's interesting. Yeah. If you had to vote for one, gun gun to your head. head. We did. We said this. Yes. I I said Andrew Yang. That was my pick. Um, (laughs) You get a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I've at least listened to Andrew Yang enough to to you you know one thing he doesn't do is you never hear him say well the reason why Republicans believe this is because they hate blank. Like, I've never heard him say anything like that. And he's wrong on 90% mm-hmm. of the stuff. But at least, A, he's well thought out. He is a there's, a, there's a tiny sliver of libertarian in the guy. It's a very tiny sliver, but it, it does exist. Um, and, uh, I don't understand the left-leaning libertarians. That doesn't make yeah, sense to no, me. I, Let's I just go Eric that. Swalwell and watch it burn. <laughs> if you're going to have to get to that point. Just... Well, gun to your head, you couldn't have a gun. <laughs> Jason. Ami Horowitz. <laughs> Come on, that's cheating. <laughs> you cheated and you won. I am obviously going to go Marianne Williamson. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's She's right. my girl. She's, She's your girl. She's my girl. She's just enough hippie. Oh. That uh, I'm just enough hippie that that we uh, just enough hippie. She's like 900 percent hippie. <laughs> okay, just maybe enough. I'm more of a hippie yeah. than I let on. <laughs> the conservative hippie. Maybe I should change my brand. Uh, let us know what you guys think by going to the Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at the Blaze. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, these two just skipped out on the question. <laughs> I, I said Eric Swalwell, well, 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 watch well. it burn. <laughs> 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 Mine was legitimate. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.